strangers. On today's episode, I chat with actor Scott Deckert, who you've probably seen in Marvel's Venom, NCIS New Orleans, from his 911 Lone Star episode and his viral TikTok video that got over 20 million views in 24 hours. But you definitely know him as Toby, the Starcourt Mall's Flash studio photographer in Stranger Things Season 3. We talk about his working with Millie and Sadie and how his improv skills helped him land the role. Scott is great. This is a really fun one. Enjoy this episode. Stay strange. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Scott Deckert, and I play the photographer Toby on Stranger Things Season 3, and you're listening to the Upside Down Podcast. Hey, how's it going, Ash? What's up? This is Ash from the Upside Down Podcast. How are you? I knew it was you. I was expecting you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm stoked that we finally got together and that I've gotten to talk to you. You've been really acting a lot. It's crazy because with the pandemic, I didn't think people were acting that much, but I've seen you like from airplane to trailer, from set to set. So you're really, you're really doing it. Well, it was kind of crazy because yeah, it was uh, everything was on lockdown for so long, and as an actor, you have a little hot streak, and then all of a sudden there's a pandemic. So you're like, oh my God, this sucks, bad timing <laughs> in a lot of ways. But then it all just kind of picked up really like November of last year. One of the best videos that I saw this year was actually, of I think it was you, and I don't know where you were, but you were with your parents and they were like celebrating because they had both been like fully vaccinated and they were like cheering and it looked yep. like they had bottles of like wine or something with them, like they were ready to go. They, they were actually given, uh, they were given little hand sanitizer bottles and we said they were vodka because we were celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to celebrate. That's a big milestone. So. Totally. I just got my first vaccination like two weeks ago, and I was like, I almost cried. I was so excited because here in Atlanta, you just can't get one. And yeah. somebody I know just in the middle of nowhere was like, our pharmacy has extras, and I drove two hours, and I was like, shoot me up. That's so. how people are getting them. They're being proactive. Yeah. I actually got mine on Thursday, and yes, it was like an incredible feeling. I mean, the the best feeling is when the people at higher risk, like your family, you know, your parents and stuff, they're getting it. That's like a huge weight, at least for me, and I'm betting for you, weight off our shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> but getting it ourselves is also incredible, and you know to each their own opinion with all that, but I feel like the more people that get it, it's better for humanity and we can help move in the direction of ending this whole debacle. (laughs) Well, I was really one of those diehard people that I was like, I'm going to wait my turn. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to say, I'm a caretaker. Shoot me up. So I was like, I'm going to wait. And then Georgia loosened its things. And it was like, if you're 10 pounds overweight, you have to go get a shot. (laughs) And I was like, what? They put me as obese, and I'm like, only 10 pounds overweight. Shoot me up. So I was very... I've heard about, I've heard about that. That's crazy. It's like, I, I put in, I actually went in and put in my, my weight and height, and yeah, it was saying like that I'm above, <laughs> I'm like, what? That's not, that's not cool. Well, in Georgia, it was good. I think they did it because we had a really low turnout for like, we had yeah. one of the lowest turnouts in one of the weeks. And so they were like, how can we make more people eligible to do this? So yeah, as soon as I did it, I did it. And it was great. I recommend everyone do it. All that happened yeah. was you get like a really sore arm. And the next day I felt like I could sleep until like 5 p.m. <laughs> like I was so tired. I, I think I got smarter somehow. Uh, I think. <laughs> My athletic ability has skyrocketed. <laughs> I hear you. Like, I was the same way. I would not want to take away from anybody who needed it. My family, a lot of my family works in medicine. So I went to Wisconsin to get my shot. I flew to Wisconsin for the day. Oh, wow. <laughs> because I had been, like, traveling so much. And right now, like, all auditions are taped. 
So it doesn't much matter where you are unless you have one strange case where, like, you have to be there to shoot and they need to do their own COVID testing on you. But I came back because I've been spending so much time with my family that they moved on, like, at my mom and my brother's work, they moved on to uh, vaccinating family members, and I'm with them so much it was like, am I taking anybody's shot? And uh, I really think that they're just trying to get people vaccinated now, you know? Yeah. I think it's awesome. I'm glad that you did it. I, I like that you got a, I was thinking, like, I really pushed the edge. I drove two hours there and two hours back. That's four hours in one day. But you're like, no, no, man. I got on a plane and I flew to Wisconsin. <laughs> well, this, is the, this is the hilarious part. I beat you. I was, yeah, exactly. I, I was filming in New Orleans and, like, I had a couple days break between. And then I had to get back to L.A. So I flew to Wisconsin to see my family. I got on the plane back to L.A. And while I'm in the air, two hours after I got on my pl- on my flight, I get a text saying my appointment is next Thursday. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my god, that sucks. But I'm grateful no matter what. So yeah, yeah, all good. <laughs> cool. Well, I I just wanted you to know that watching that story is like was one of the highlights of my year. It was just so funny and like it was joyous, and I just really enjoyed seeing the celebration because there's so many people out there who want it and they can't get it. And when you see someone who really wants it and they get it, you're just like amazing, bravo, I love it. Yeah, no, thanks. That yeah, definitely a, a good feeling when people you love start getting it. <laughs> Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Stranger Things, everybody's like, yeah. is, this, is this the COVID podcast? That's what we're here for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, in Stranger Things Season 3, your character, Toby, the photographer, he works at the Starcourt Mall. He works at Flash Studio. Fans know that's where Ellen Max do their fun little glamour shots montage. You've been in a ton of shows that I've seen. It's weird because, like, you're so not recognizable in the show. Like, right. yeah. when you see, well, like, if you, you know, I'm always looking for cast members to be on the show and when I googled you I was like this isn't the same dude like it's I must have looked up the wrong person but it was definitely <laughs> it was you and I saw that you'd been on workaholics which I love you're super funny in that and um, I wonder if fans have recognized you maybe I'll put a screenshot and you were in Brooklyn Nine-Nine which I think is so funny because I didn't know that was you either you were the guy that like was stealing the shoes yeah, I um, definitely look a lot different in Stranger Things that's for sure <laughs> yeah but you're one of those actors that's kind of like everywhere you work a lot and the first thing I always always want to ask just like any cast member is I know you have an agent but we'd like to know the story behind like how did you get to be Toby well actually it was really cool I had auditioned for Stranger Things probably twice before I ended up getting the role of Toby that season so season three I auditioned for the evil Russian oh taped for the evil Russian and my friend who's in the industry he's he worked in management and he he was like dude this tape is so good you're getting it like every (laughs) once in a while you somebody sees a tape and is like you're getting that role and he was right well not right about the evil Russian but (laughs) uh but I sent that in and I was just it was one of those auditions where you you're just waiting to hear back because you feel like you got such a good shot at it and they don't give you a lot like you don't even know a lot of shows you don't know if, if the sides you're reading are really from the show or if they're made up sides so and with Stranger Things being so you know top secret and And high profile, you don't know what it is. So I think a lot of the non-series regular roles in this show, you kind of don't know exactly what you're getting into, which is kind of cool, you know, because you're just like, well, throw all of the ambitions to the wind and go for it, you know. But, yeah, I, I read for The Evil Russian. And probably a month, maybe a month and a half later, I got a call from my agent, and they said they want you for this other role. And they wouldn't tell us much about it. 
And they're like, all we can tell you is that you're a photographer. And not to come across in the wrong way, but as your career grows, you have to be cautious of the roles you take. And you have a lot of different opinions with management and agents and what they think you should take and shouldn't take. And with not knowing enough about it, I had some people saying, I don't know if we want to risk taking that because it could look like a step backwards. But I was like, this is Stranger Things. I'm doing it. Like, I don't care what it is. There's... So there's big celebrities doing cameos on like on yeah. season three. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm taking this role because it's a bucket list show for me and I have to do Stranger Things. So I'm so glad I did. It ended up being a blast shooting it. So. Well, the thing that's cool about it is that you look nothing like yourself when you're Toby. So it's like you could always audition for something else and come on, and I don't know that people would even know that it's you. Yep. Be like, you're, probably, you're probably right. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, we interviewed um, our good friend Kaiser Johnson. He actually got the role of the evil Russian, and it's interesting because he auditioned for Grigori. And so he didn't audition for his character, and he got something else. But he's like, what are you going to do, turn it down? So it's right, like, right. Now, now, I know a little bit about filmmaking magic, but I know that fans are going to be really curious to know. When you were on set for your day shooting, you're sitting there and you're kind of directing Max and Al, and you're like, do this, do that, you know, fabulous. Were yeah. they actually there on set, or was that one where you just came to set and they kind of did one shot at you and you did what you had to do and then you dipped out? Right, right. No, it, it was all of We were all on set together. Oh, that's a great answer. We shot for a really long time. It was actually – I people ask me like the most fun I've ever had on a show and I always bring up Stranger Things and and what I say about Stranger Things is for the size of the role for being as small as it ended up being it was the most fun I've ever had because like the Duffer Brothers they brought me on and they said you're here because you're improv and you're gonna run the scene with Millie and Sadie and just have fun do whatever you want with it and uh so I was like, okay, I didn't really, I didn't even have any lines. They were just like, just improv everything. So I, I'm not a comedian, but I basically wrote all my own material <laughs> and came up with tons of stuff. We ended up shooting probably between 30 and 45 minutes with for each camera angle. So it was kind of cool. So I was, but but with a show like Stranger Things, it's got such a huge following and the cast is so good. You can't really bring in a guest star and have them like, you know, take up too much time. So I knew that that was probably going to be the case, but I was like, well, I'm going to give them everything I can no matter what and see what happens. <laughs> so. That's cool because the way it was shot, I don't think there's ever a take where it's like all of you on screen together. And right. I really thought your answer was going to be like, no, nah, they must have shot their glamour shot scenes by themselves. And then they cut to me and I was just like fabulous and then I had to go for the day so that's exciting that you got to be there oh 100% and and like I said like we shot of actual rolling footage you know on the old film that we of course shot on just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but of like of actually filming we we shot for at least an hour of consistent rolling and they were reacting to everything the whole time so we you know we we were on set together for probably four hours total wow that's bananas yeah Yeah, it was fun yeah that's rad so we were talking a second ago about how you look completely different than toby you have a very like kind of chill surfer guy kind of i'm (laughs) I'm laid back ladies everybody i'm just kind of chill i'm here to be your friend we're here to have a good time that's kind of like the vibe that i get and toby seems very like like fun but kind of like uptight he's got the tight curls he's got those you know suspenders going yep, what yep. were the did you have any different looks like when you were working with hair and wardrobe was that just it was that what they were going to go with or no it was actually kind of fun because it, again like adding to the how much fun it was for the size of the role hair and makeup was really excited to have me in there because they kept talking about how this is the first goatee that the show is allowing us to do 
for any <laughs> actor to come in here, like an actual goatee. And they're just, they, you know, they're so specific with the time period that they're in and what was common then. And so I think I, they were saying, like, a lot of people might not recognize it. They're like, maybe some people will think about it because they're super fans. But we get to do this to somebody for the first time, which is kind of fun. But we tried all different things. We tried different blazers and uh, different color ties. The suspenders were definitely a big hit <laughs> with that tie on, on set in the hair and makeup trailer and wardrobe trailer. And uh, they were just sending pictures back and forth to the Duff- to the Duffer Brothers as we were trying stuff on. And they were like, yeah, that's the one. They tried my hair down in a bun. Like, at that time, my hair was basically down to my butt. Yeah. <laughs> so... They, you know, I, like I said, I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't, I didn't know much about what my character really was until I walked on the set and they're like, this is what we're doing. So when they brought the wig out, I was super pumped because I, I don't often get to wear wigs. <laughs> so, so it was really fun. And, and again, like a totally different character. We usually like to know like what kind of things do you do to prepare? I know that you were saying that when you got on set, you don't have any dialogue. We're just gonna, you're going to kind of direct this. Do you have a deep history? with like improv I mean on workaholics you are so funny like you're so <laughs> funny is that is that something that you did a lot did you used to do improv theater I'm a groundlings dude so wow. I, I spent a, a couple years at groundlings but I, I started out my career where I booked a ton of comedy and I always felt like I was better dramatically so I would meet with agents and they would be like your comedy is amazing how are you with drama I'm like no I haven't had the opportunity to show people yet but I feel like that's my strong suit. And then finally, about three years ago, I started booking a ton of drama. And at this point, I work way more dramatically, you know, as a dramatic actor than a comedic actor. But comedy is just so much fun to be able to go back to. And it's also funny because, like, with the, you know, like, you're touching on the fact that I look so different. Personality-wise, almost everything I book now for the past three years, I am, like, a terrible person. <laughs> in the show, that in, the, in every show and film I'm doing... Like, I'm the bad guy. And it's just, it's so much fun to get to play characters that are so far from you. Yeah. And Toby is far from me, but he's still in that, like, you know, the excitable personality that I have always kind of had in, in me anyway. So it was fun to get to, you know, touch on that and get to get to kind of play a part of me that I that I haven't been able to bring out in a while. Yeah. So, Groundlings, uh, that means you're super fancy. Um, <laughs> what kind of... Who was in your crew? I, I gotta know. So with Groundlings, I got to the point where I was like, I guess, kind of like where you graduate and then you can get into, you know, doing the shows and everything, uh, in the in the writing side of it. But I kind of stopped in Groundlings around that time. So I was in class with a lot of like known actors, but they're not the big comedic actors. I feel like a lot of people were doing like kind of taking it as you know from the standpoint that I was. As getting the improv skills and then moving on to, you know, my focus has been TV and film. And it's like, like no, no, not knocking on any actor who decides they want to, you know, do theater and improv comedy. That's awesome. And it's, you know, it's fulfilling. But for me, I just wanted to go a different route. But I had uh, some people that, more that I would go and watch their shows, really, but like flow from uh, the progressive commercials and people like that, like some, some really talented uh, comedic performers. I only heard that she was a groundling, I can't remember, I think I was listening to an interview with like Charlie Day or something, and he was saying like, yeah, she was a groundling, and the person interviewing him said, yeah, but it's too bad because all she gets to do now are those progressive commercials, and he's like, she's got like five houses, he's like, she's fine. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, I, I don't know her that well, like, personally, but I know people who do, and I understand, like, if I was in her position, I would feel super grateful to be able to do what you love for a living, you know, in some aspect, but you'd also always wonder where you'd be without having taken that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but how do you turn down being the face of a huge company where people see your face 30 times a day? <laughs> well, it's also like you got to just take the gigs and you can take them, and you don't know that it's going to last, that people are going to be like, you know what, that works for me. I'd like you to yeah. sell my insurance for the next 20 yeah, years. <laughs> but you have people like the Allstate guy who he's in tons of movies too. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Know. It seems like Stranger Things casting people really enjoy people that do improv. A lot of people that I've interviewed and talked to, they've all mentioned – like, there's a couple people that are like, I'm by the book, and I like to stick to the script. But a lot of people are like, no, I have a strong improv history. And that seems to me that it would be scary. I mean, you're an actor, so you're a pro. You go on set, and you're ready to, like, shine. But it seems like it would be scary to come to a show as big as and popular as Stranger Things and have the director just be like, so you got no lines. Um, you know, here's Millie and Sadie, two of the, most, of the hottest young stars. And uh, I'm just going to need you to just, like, make some stuff up. Like, let's just make it happen. <laughs> I think I, so stressful. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it gets easier as you do it more and more. Yeah. Uh, I, the way that I almost like, I feel like half of acting is confidence, whether that is a confidence that you truly feel or one that you force yourself to have. And I have kind of trained my brain over the years to look at everything as a milestone. So, for instance, I, you know, work with Tom Hardy. And that was, if you have time for a quick story, that was nerve-wracking. All I got is Tom. I don't leave my house. All right, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I had worked with the director, Ruben Fleischer, on a commercial in Mexico like two years before. And we spent three, day, three days together. But it was like, you know, you're, it's professional. You're not like buddies drinking tequila shots together. So, so yeah. we, he was like a cool guy, but I never thought, oh, I'm going to hear from Ruben again for a Marvel movie. But I did. And uh, I get to set and I'm I went like three days early for hair and makeup tests and wardrobe tests and he's walking down the hall and he's like Scotty D and he's just real chill he's like Scotty D and he's walking down the hall and he comes and like gives me a hug and he and we started talking for a bit and he just said I just want you to know that this is the biggest thing I've done and I brought you on for the first day of set so I have somebody I know and we can feel comfortable together and I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) okay I'm crying now and so that was pretty special. So uh, I'm on set the first day, and it was the coolest, craziest, like, it was like an eerie feeling. There are, like, a thousand crew members and in this huge soundstage in Atlanta. And the director and I are hanging out talking with this girl that was in the scene with us, and Hardy walks up the stairs, Tommy. <laughs> and and Ruben's like, oh, Scotty, I want to introduce you to Tommy. And so he comes up, and Hardy looks at me, and I'm like, hippie rocker and I'm like what's up dude and he's just like (laughs) what's up man (laughs) and so we start we like vibed right off the bat but then Ruben goes off and gives a speech like the big director speech before the big movie is shot and everybody's energy is like through the roof ready to go and of course I'm the new guy on set with Tom Hardy here (laughs) and and then he's like all right let's make a freaking movie and he's like let's start rolling the cameras and get this thing going so I'm thinking all right Marvel movies stick to the script you cannot go off script but from like workaholics I learned that improv's the best thing I could do and on a lot of shows even like if I'm in a in audition, sometimes the casting director will be like, that was really funny or that was really good, but stick to the script. And then I'll get to set and they'll be like, you know that thing that you did on your first take in the audition? Can you do that? Yeah. So it ends up they want the improv. 
And so that's freed me up a lot uh, to, to be comfortable doing improv. So I'm on set for Venom, and we do the first take. I walk out of my, for anyone who's seen the movie, there's a scene in there where I, uh, I'm Hardy, Tom Hardy's neighbor, Ziggy. And so I'm standing in the hall, and Hardy and I have like a tiff, and he doesn't like me very much. That scene actually got cut. But, <laughs> but yeah, but it was like this, we had this long, elaborate scene, and nothing was, none of the dialogue was used from the script. And I finish the scene, and I turn and look at Hardy, and I go, douche. And then he looks at me, and he goes, douche, and we both slam our doors. And I walk into the, into the room, like my apartment room, and I hear them yell, cut. And I, like, collapsed. Like, I just folded down my head to my feet, and I'm like, oh, my God, no. I'm like, I just completely went off script. I'm like, maybe I'll get fired. <laughs> and... And then they're like, all right, come on, come on out. And I walk out, and Hardy doesn't even look at me. He just points to me, and he says to the director, that guy, we need more of that. And then, and then Ruben was like, yeah, he's, he's great at improv. He can do this all day if you want. He's like, yep, all day. So then, you know, stuff like that just frees, frees your mind and allows you to, uh, to be comfortable in those situations improving. And, of course, with Stranger Things, when you have the Duffer brothers say, you're here for your improv, you're running the show with Millie and Sadie, do your thing. And I said, I came up with a ton of, like, 80s references. I did a bunch of research. I said, can I use that? And they're like, use everything you have. Do whatever you want. We will take notes of the things we love most. And, again, we rolled for, like, 45 minutes. And then they came in, and they're like, here's our list. We loved all this stuff. Do it again. And flip the cameras, and we got to do it all over again. So... That's right. I hope in the special features they show some of those outtakes because I know that a lot of people have said they've done, like, improv moments, and it's like, man, I'd love to see those. I'd love to see what the Duffers decided, like, this makes sense for the shot because sometimes things will be funny and hilarious, but you're like, eh, it doesn't really work for the show. But, like, yeah. I'd still like to see it. Um, I would love to see it. <laughs> but, but, again, I understand. Like, I expected all, all you can do is come as prepared as you can for the situation you're presented and whatever they do with it, uh, that that's up to them, and you can't be you can't be too bummed about it. You know what I mean? Because you have a show that has this huge fan base, and people are watching it to see their favorite characters. They don't really want to see. Photographer we want Toby. more Toby. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Toby? This is ridiculous. <laughs> what? Fifteen seconds. <laughs> What kind of music was playing? I know that Sean Levy always plays the music. It seems like for that scene, if you were on set directing the ladies, did you have any music in the background, or was it just? I'm trying to remember, we shot it like it was like two years ago. So, <laughs> you know, it was, uh, so much has happened since then. I've listened to so many different songs. I no, I really no, we didn't. No, we didn't have music playing because they would. I think what they did. I, if I, I I could be making this whole thing up at this point, so I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I think that they were playing the music that they were, like, supposed to – we were feeling it, and then they'd stop the music, and then we'd roll. Because, obviously, I'm doing – I have a ton of dialogue, yeah. improv dialogue. They have to be able to record it properly. So, so yeah, there was no music playing while we were shooting. You know what would have been cool is if they took a shot, like a glamour shot, of you and Sadie and Millie, and they, like, gave it to you. That would have been so cool. Like, that if that was a working glamour shot studio, that would have been fun. Like, if they had some extra glamour shots just laying around. I know, right? That would have been great. Man, bummer. <laughs> Do you have any good set stories? Yeah, I kind of was touching on it a bit there. It Just that whole experience was really cool because from the standpoint of, you know, taking a role that you know, you wouldn't take on most other shows where they're like, but the casting director said, all we can say 
Like they they want they want Scotty, and I have to get Scotty for this to make to make uh, the Duffer brothers happy. So all I can tell you is that it's a very memorable scene, and he's going to be able to improv and do his thing and have fun with it. So I was like, yes, taking it. So I get to set. I walk into my Flash Studios room, and it's a very tiny room, and it's just filled filled with crew members. And I'm introduced to uh, the Duffer Brothers and to actually I met them outside, but I was introduced to Millie and to Sadie, who are both super sweet girls, super talented, obviously. And the Duffer Brothers were like, "Yep, you're here for for your improv. You you're running the scene. Do whatever you want. Have fun with it." And we went straight into a rehearsal just to get sound levels and see that the cameras are right and everything, and the setups were right. And we cut on rehearsal, and immediately one of the cameramen, he goes, similar to the Venom story, <laughs> he says, we're going to need a lot of footage on this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yes. And again, that's just like, it's a confidence booster to hear that, and everybody's laughing and like, that's awesome, man, you know? So you're just like, okay, now I can just have a blast with it and just try to remember all the stuff I made up over the last two days in my head because I really only had two days to come up with all these 80s references. So I kind of matched who I would imagine as an older actress version of Sadie and Millie, like Sigourney Weaver, you know what I mean, <laughs> from the 80s, that kind of thing. It had tons of, like, movie references to, like, Back to the Future and in different films like that. So so that was just really fun being on set. And then when we got to, you know, roll and Millie and Sadie were having a blast. We were all just having, you know, kind of vibing off each other, having so much fun. And like I said, so much of it didn't end up in the show, but there were moments where we're all just like laughing so hard we couldn't even, you couldn't even put that in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> it just ended up being a really fun scene. And one thing that I can say about Atlanta Productions there's something, I've been on all kinds of them, and there are good ones and not so good ones, but when it's a really well done show with really talented people, they're so appreciative to have those jobs there that it makes it really special being on set. Like, at, I was the last, I was the second half of the day on a Friday. So a lot of sets would, people would be ready to go home for the weekend. They've been shooting for seven seasons on a show, and they're like, all right, we're done, let's be done for the day. But everybody there, they were having so much fun, and, and the scene was kind of, you know, the whole vibe was just set up to be fun, and nobody really cared if they were there or leaving, and they just wanted to get the best out of all of us that they could and, and all of them, you know? So it's just, it was a really, it was kind of a special day. People always say that that set is just a really fun set to work on because everyone just has, like, this real joy. Like, we love what we're doing. That's why we chose this job, and we're just fortunate enough to work on this show where people are just so nice. Yeah, it's so interesting because you know, on so many different levels of the film industry, it's like the more legit people are or shows are, it's like the more pleasant they are. Yeah. Usually. You, not always. <laughs> but <laughs> oftentimes, the more pleasant they are to work with, the more collaborative they are. Come on, I'm coming into Stranger Things, the Duffer Brothers, and all this amazing cast. This is their show. And to, whether they put everything in or not, to be able to give me that free reign to do whatever I wanted for an hour and a half <laughs> of footage, take their time, their precious time to do that, like that shows that they had a lot of faith in me and, and are willing to put a lot of faith into people that they believe in and give them that opportunity. So it's a really, really cool thing. And, you know, in different shows that I've worked on, like I've worked a lot on different NCISs, NCIS and NCIS New Orleans, and that's why I was just in New Orleans filming now, actually. But 
you know, like NCIS, 17 seasons. NCIS New Orleans, seven seasons. And the vibe on those sets is family. Yeah. It's just family. You don't want to leave. You, I cry when I leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Legitimately, I'm a grown man crying when I leave set. <laughs> Not every day, just when we rap. <laughs> I know that you auditioned to be the evil Russian, and you ended up snagging Toby, but if yeah. you could pick to be anyone in the Stranger Things universe, and that can be someone who exists or doesn't exist, who do you think you'd like to play? I'm going to go with who exists, and there are a couple characters. I would love to play Jonathan Byers, because he has the gift of being able to play such a range of emotions. He's cool, but he's emotional. <laughs> and, he, and he's got a, the darkness and the sadness. He's, like, grunge cool, you know, so that would be a really fun role to play. Now I'm, like, time jumping to a different age category, but come on, Hopper. <laughs> yeah. How much fun would it be to play Hopper? I mean, that's just an amazing role. And to get to have that relationship, you know, with, with Eleven and all the kids, really, it's just an awesome thing. And I would... Uh, I would be very open to the uh, wonder Mr. Levy and the wonderful Duffer Brothers bringing me back as a demagogue. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but my last one, Billy. Oh, yeah. A badass role to, to be able to portray. <laughs> and I mean, that role, it really took something special because if you hated him, you were like, what a dirtbag. And then by the end, you were like, Billy, no. So yeah. it was just, it was a crazy character arc for him. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I actually just did the, let's see, maybe a week ago or so, I ended up flying back to LA for like two days. I had to do ADR and then fly again for another thing and then get my vaccine. So, um, <laughs> so I've been all over the place lately. But I went to the, what is it called? The the Stranger Things drive-in. Have oh, you heard of yeah, 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 yeah. The upside-down drive-in or whatever. Yeah, I've seen and it all the, over social media. Yeah, so I so I went to that, and it was, it was kind of cool. They had, like, three sections of it, and the last section was really cool. You drive up to the top of this parking garage, and they have the largest screens I've ever seen, in front of you, like a kind of like a U shape, but like huge in front of you, and then to the left and right of you, and then they have these actors playing, you know, all the kids from Stranger Things. Yeah, were you like, guys? I'm Toby. I was in Stranger Things. Yeah, they had to remove me because I put the window down and I was screaming from my car, and I'm like, it's me, it's Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's Toby. <laughs> we talked to Amy, who is the costume designer, and she was talking about when the Stranger Things Levi's collection came out. She went to the store, and she was trying to buy, like, you know, the overalls and the pants and the shirt that Millie wore. And she finally found, like, one of the last ones, and she went to the register, and the, and the, and the cashiers were just, like, bragging about how much they love these clothes and this collection. Yeah. And she was like, you know, I wouldn't normally have done it, but I couldn't help myself. She's like, yeah, I made these. Because, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't know like how would you know a lot of fans just pay attention to like the on-camera people but they don't think about all the people behind set and I was like were they geeking out and she was like yeah it was a really cool experience because I wasn't sure that they would even care but they were like oh yeah. wow that's awesome it is I mean honestly there's so many aspects of this of making a show or a film come together and there's so many talented people who deserve credit you know like like for instance casting the fact that they don't, there's not an Oscar for casting blows my mind because you wouldn't have any of this without your cast, without someone who hand-selected that cast, you know? So I don't know. There's just so many, so many talented people that deserve credit. Hair and makeup, wardrobe, that's obviously one of them that sets the tone for the whole thing. 
So on the show, we do a section where we ask you fan questions. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you the first one. Let me hold it up. So Ella Reese <laughs> says, were the photos for the glamour shot scenes taken before the show or afterwards? And did you get to look at them as a reference before you performed? Uh, no, I did not get to look at them as a reference because I was taking the photos. <laughs> Actually, I was taking the photos, and they had a limited amount of film in the camera. Did I just make that up? Was it a digital camera? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, the 35 millimeter. (laughs) No, but they had, I believe it was film, because I took a certain amount of photos, and they were like, just, yeah, it was, because they said, uh, be aware of how many real shots you're taking. And then in between, like, rehearsal and when we started actually rolling, they brought in a set photographer and had them take a few photos as well. Okay. But I'm sure they used the ones I took. <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> they're more professional. You know. <laughs> Meg wants to know, have you ever done any real photography before? I wouldn't say that I've done any, like, legitimate photography where I sell prints or anything. Um, you dabble. You dabble. I'm, yeah, I'm not as much of a the behind-the-cameras guy. It's super fun to do. I, I've... I've taken photography classes, but I can't say that I got too far with it. I kind of try to figure out my strong suits and and stick with those. Well, I think people want to know, too, because, you know, as an actor, you like to be well-rounded and have a lot of skills. And so sometimes you might be like, well, I learned a little bit about camera. I learned a little bit about what PAs do just to kind of know. And some actors are like, no, I just studied my craft, acting. Right. I think that when I started acting seriously, which is like 10 years ago, maybe even more, and it took about seven of those years to actually get anywhere. (laughs) Um, I thought, I I heard that same story, like, oh, you need to take fencing classes. You need to do this. You need to do that. As I've grown in my career and had more success in my career, I've kind of learned that you need to study your craft and be a good actor. If those other things interest you, you can do it. It doesn't hurt. But for me personally, what's helped me maybe the most is the art of stopping to care so much. You know, I cared so much and I was in my head all the time about everything until I was just like, you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of feeling like 24 seven for years and years. I am, I can't like get my brain out of it because I'm trying so hard working towards this goal of being where I want to be that once I relaxed with it a bit, things just started happening. What's interesting too is like, I think that if you're an actor and you're right for the part, they're going to hire somebody to teach you how to play that guitar chord or they're going to hire someone to show you how that camera works because you're only going to need to be able to do it like just tentatively for the scene. So a funny story, my sister is a background actress and she's always talking about getting like just these body sleeve tattoos and I'm just like, (laughs) look, you're not Angelina Jolie. They're not going to have a makeup artist cover that for you. You need to wait until you're like high level celebrity and then do it up. And I was like, but when you're backgrounding, you need to be a clean slate. Yep, that's true. I hear it every time I'm in a makeup chair. Like them, like hair and makeup people, make the makeup artists are talking about this actor with their tattoos. Like, we have to put all these tattoos on this actor. A week ago in New Orleans, a story of uh, uh, Colin Farrell on how he's getting hit, all his tattoos removed. Because he's like, they don't mean what they used to mean to me. And it's just such a pain in the ass having to get them covered every day. You know, so... Like, I personally, I don't have tattoos, but it's because of acting. It's just, I don't think it would, at this point, stop me from getting a job, but it would just be a hassle. What's happening? You're like, you look like you're in that closet from the never-ending story. I, I know, right? <laughs> this, is, this is actually my parents' basement. <laughs> it, has, it has everything you could want, like pirate shit, you know? 
Tiger Woods autograph. Globe. <laughs> hanging skeletons. Yeah, hanging skeletons. They're cleaning. They've been. They're, this is their big COVID project. Is cleaning the basement. I think we're all doing that. Like uh, I yesterday, I was like, you know what? I think I could paint our kitchen cabinets. I think I could do that by myself. And, like, now my whole body is, like, broken down because it's like, no, you're not a painter. But you did it? You painted them? Hell yeah, I painted them. I was tired of looking at that ugly color. I love it. That's awesome. Have you done any big projects like that because of COVID? I actually bought a condo in October of 2019, my girlfriend and I, and we renovated, we gutted the whole thing, and we lived in it while we were doing it, which was misery (laughs) to live in there. But we were so lucky because we finished it right before the pandemic hit. And if we were renovating during the pandemic, it would have been like, oh, I don't know, our place probably would still not be done. I feel like I've donated maybe like 50 boxes to charity. Like our whole house just looks like a different house because you're just going from room to room. And I'm a hoarder. Like I'm not a hoarder hoarder, but like I've definitely got my Pumas from like 11th grade in the closet. So like I got some shit. (laughs) I'm with you. (laughs) I'm like, my my husband's like, why do you have those? And I was like, because our kid might want to wear them. And he's like, she might want to wear your old ass Pumas. When secretly you just don't want to get rid of them. (laughs) I did do some like just kind of aesthetic work to the living room in the bar area. I varnished wood strips and like made these (laughs) cool wood area sections and it like it actually made our place look way cooler. We always want to know, just so fans can connect with you, what are you into right now as far as movies or TV shows or just music? What's helping you get through the pandemic? Ted Lasso. Uh, everyone says that, and I haven't seen it. I love Ted Lasso. If I could live in a world of a show, I'd live in that world. It's like stepping back into time in terms of how television used to be made, like, values. You know what I mean? Where, you know, the main character is just a really nice guy, and but he's cool. And it it is uh, it, it rubs off on other people. You know what I mean? And it's just like a, it gives you a, a joy, a happiness, uh like a lighter outlook on life, I guess. Yeah. Um, so definitely that show, a uh, huge, huge Ted Lasso fan. What else? I've been watching the SAG screeners because the SAG awards are coming up and I get those. So watching a lot of those, I just finished uh, Bridgerton. You too. You did? Yeah, I watched it. It's, it's, yeah, no, it's so, it's, it's so funny because like during the pandemic when everything was on lockdown and the film industry was, it was not happening. I was like, man, I need more shows. There's nothing to watch. Come on. And then when things started picking up again, now I'm back to being like, I don't have time to watch stuff. Yeah. It's pilot season now, you know, so you're very busy. And, um, but I find myself watching things that I'm auditioning for. And I was, I, I just watched Righteous Gemstones. Oh, yeah. And I loved it. Loved Righteous Gemstones. And two of my buddies are on that show, uh, Adam Devine and <clears throat> Tony Cavallaro. So, uh, so it's just it's kind of cool watching your friends, you know. But just a great show overall. And I'm trying to think if I watched anything else recently. Well, Shit's Creek. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Don't tell. Don't give me any spoilers. I'm halfway through the last season. Oh, okay. I love it so much. It's funny. We have an episode where we're talking about it, and I'm like, the whole show. I'm just talking about Shit's Creek, and my sister is talking about Stranger Things, and she's like, that show's not even funny. And I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> that show is. It's funny. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> So from Stranger Things, what is the best compliment you received from anyone about being on the show? And this can be while you were filming or maybe afterwards. Two different compliments in a, that are in a different way pretty cool. Uh, one, just how memorable the character is for the amount of time he's in the show. 
And to a lot of people who know me, they had no clue it was me. And months later, they figure out they somebody talks about it. You know, they're like, "Oh, Scott was in that show in Stranger Things," and uh, it just even when they watch back on it, they can't. They they're like, "I just it's hard for me to it's hard for me to see that that's you." You know, so as an actor, that's cool because you're you're always becoming someone else. And certain roles, people are like, "Oh yeah, they can to- I can totally see you in that." But other roles, I mean, like. I was talking about before how most things that I film now, I'm the bad guy. I'm, I'm, you know, I play a really bad dude. So like I had an episode of, of 911 Lone Star come out and I'm like an abusive boyfriend and it's like a very, very intense real scene. And the reaction that people had to that, like I thought somebody, I thought my friend was joking. He's like, you're trending on TikTok. You have 20 million views in less than 24 hours for this scene and I go and look at it, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh, crap, does this mean I have to sign up for TikTok? So like, <laughs> like, please, no. That was, like, literally my first reaction. But then I go and I sign up so that I can see it, and I'm watching it, and they're playing this ridiculous piano music over the top of it. So I think it's, like, a parody joke. But, no, people were so affected by the scene. And this, the scene is, uh, it's a tr- it's, it was based on an actual event that happened where, uh, so... My character it was just out of prison, and, like, I have had a restraining order against me with my ex-wife, but I'm in her, in our, our, quote-unquote, our old apartment, and I'm, like, basically keeping her captive. And so she calls 911, but I think she's ordering a pizza. So the the reaction that people had to that was really cool, because something like that, you're, I guess, you're a kind of a part of change in the country and in the world and in with topics that are so pressing and important right now, you know? So even though I'm the bad guy and sometimes, you know, it's funny because I'm to the point now where I get on sets and the directors know my other work from researching me and stuff. And they're like, it's funny how you get these roles because it's so not you. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, it is, but it's a blast to play. And I, and I had a director from NCIS tell me, he's like, it's, it's kind of cool because you're, you're sort of becoming a part of television and film history by playing these characters that are, you know, that make it make a difference and people get to actually see that horrible side that some people have to live through. Yeah, totally. It's funny. I've, I've seen that clip. <laughs> nice. And I was watching it. I was like, I think I'm interviewing this dude. That's Toby. <laughs> Guys, no, he's cool. He's cool. He works with them all. No, no, he's just going to get his camera out. That's not a gun. It's a camera. He's a photographer. So if someone doesn't yet follow you on social media and they want to, how can they do that? When I do spend time on social media, it's usually Instagram. (laughs) uh, I'm Scott underscore Deckert. And uh, I have that little blue mark, which shows that it's me because I've had a couple people. I don't know why, to be honest, but some people try to impersonate you. And it's like, why are you impersonating me? (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they send messages to people. And then I get and then people hit me up and they're like, I just got this really weird message. It's not you, is it? <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah. So yeah, Scott Scott underscore Deckert, uh D E C K E R T. And same on Twitter, but I don't really go on there much. And uh now like I said, now I'm on TikTok, but I have only one follower. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool, Scotty. Well thank you so much for today. It was a lot of fun and I'm really glad that you were on the podcast and I'm glad that we finally were able to make this happen after like four or five tries. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you so much for having me and uh I got to, you know, bring Toby back a little bit in my life and in my heart. So <laughs> Okay girl, do it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh no. So yeah, thank you guys for listening and uh stay strange. Much love. 
Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Sisters Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe. If you love the podcast, be sure to review us on whatever you listen to us on. Thanks again. Stay strange.